the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. So, Liz Cheney lost very big in Wyoming. Her life seems to be consumed with hatred of Donald Trump. My life is not consumed with love of Donald Trump, even though I think he was the best president since Abraham Lincoln. I'm consumed with love of this country and its ideals, and therefore with fighting the nihilists known as progressives or the left. I don't, I don't know what animates these Republicans who are consumed with hatred of Donald Trump. I know almost every one of them. Who form these groups? I am disappointed. I'm sure they're disappointed in me. How could Dennis Prager, who has devoted his life to moral education, to, in his words, trying to influence people to be good, how could he defend a man of the moral turpitude of Donald Trump. The, the betrayal of an absence of wisdom on the part of every one of these people should be so obvious to anybody who thinks clearly and yet it is not. So whether or not he did good for America is is irrelevant what it, what is relevant is how i think of him as a person as as if by the way these people are spectacular moral judges of individual character what exactly is the great evil for which he is held unacceptable in the fight against the for example the sexualization of children at the age of 5 Isn't that alone worthy of having a Republican president, governor, or senator? Does Liz Cheney know what is happening in our schools? This is not a rhetorical question. I I wondered, do the people, what is it called, the Lincoln Lincoln Project, do, do they know what is happening to children because of the left, and yet their whole raison d'etre is is to fight Donald Trump? They're disappointed in the Republican Party for having nominated him? And in, in half this country and having elected him? Joe Biden is a finer human being? Does Liz Cheney believe that? I, I assume there's no other possible read. 
then her judgment of humans, in my opinion, is so flawed as to render her incapable of a leadership position. That that you have so personalized what is an ideological battle. What would she have said in World War II when there was a real evil human being that America deeply supported named Joseph Stalin? Would she have formed a, a an alternative party so as not to aid the second most genocidal regime in history, the first being Mao, the second being Stalin, the third being Hitler? If, if you go simply by the numbers... Well, my own reaction is that, well, I have a number. One is, and it's a very sobering thought, which I didn't have till the last two years. Do you really know somebody until there is a test? Who, if, if you would have given me a list of Republicans, of people who with whom I shared values and said Dennis pick 20 of these because out of the 100 20 of them will devote their lives to attacking Donald Trump not the left I couldn't have picked the 20 I would have thrown darts at names it every one of them has been a disappointment to me but not just a disappointment, just frankly a surprise. One of them sat in at least once for me doing my radio show (laughs) and has now devoted his life to attacking Donald Trump. Like, that's the threat to the country? The man was president for four years. This is no longer, we have to take your word for it, that he's a fascist, neo-Nazi pro-Nazi, racist, imperialist, colonialist, misogynist. Your word is now irrelevant. He was president for four years. We, we had an ability to see, was he an authoritarian? Did he use the government to suppress people as much as Joe Biden? Joe Biden uses the government to suppress people, including opposition, political opposition, in a day more than Donald Trump did in four years. Who the hell are you to spend your life attacking Donald Trump? What the hell is wrong with you? There's a sickness in your soul. There is. And I say this with sadness since I know the people I'm I'm referring to. I don't know Liz Cheney. This, This is what gives you moral strength? Donald Trump's evil? But he was president four years. What did he do bad? Don't tell me he doesn't like women. Don't tell me he's a liar. Tell me what he did bad. They can't. They can't. There's no such list of the harm Donald Trump did to this country. There's a giant list of the harm the Democrats do to this country, and people like Liz Cheney have decided to fight the first and not the second. It's astonishing that 30% of the vote went to her. I assume it's an open primary, correct? It's, this was not just... Okay, so I, I'm, not, I'm not shocked. There is a, uh, there, 
it's like even Republican states have uh, left-wing centers like Austin is in Texas. And uh, what is in uh, Jackson, uh, not Jackson, what is the city in uh, in Wyoming that's uh, liberal? We were there. When, uh, that's where we met the late Foster Freeze. Jackson Hole. Yeah, Jackson Hole, that's it. Jackson Hole, Wyoming is the is the Austin of of Wyoming. Mm. And all the hatred that they that consumes their lives. Like it what is it, Bulwark? Is that the name of the uh Bulwark and Lincoln Project? That's what consumes them. I'm not. I'm not even so much angry at them as I am disappointed. Do you know what battle we're fighting for this country, and you're preoccupied with Donald Trump? By the way, I just want to say to conservatives, you can't be preoccupied with Donald Trump either. You have to be preoccupied with America. And as much as I think he was a great president and fought for him for four years and fought for him to get elected, and if he's nominated, I will fight for him to get elected again. He is not the issue. America is the issue. The left is the issue. That there are Republicans who would stay home if if the nominee were not Donald Trump? That, that too, is a fixation. I'm fixated on the welfare of the country. This country is in serious danger of becoming a corrupt somewhat tyrannical state under the left. That Dr. Simone Gold is in prison? It it is a very bad sign. Very bad sign. The left will do anything it can to keep power. It will persecute, not just prosecute, but persecute opponents. It means nothing to them to use the power of the state to suppress dissent because liberty is not a left-wing value. Power is. It's not a a right-wing value, power. By definition, we want smaller government. Elect us. We will shrink our power. That's the Republican message. Not quite the same, is it? And that's why they don't always win. They don't give the same amount of goodies to to the people who vote for them. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here with some information on a new product that's quite fascinating for staying healthy, Cofix RX. Everybody's been in the situation, the person next to you is sniffling or even coughing. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving, and to limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix is just like that. Cofix is a providone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that helps keep you protected from airborne viruses. With Cofix RX nasal spray, you'll target colds, flus, and other viruses right where they breed in your nasal cavity. Cofix RX should be in everyone's pocket, purse, or medicine cabinet. Visit CofixRx, that's C-O-F-I-X, 
rx.com for a doctor, pharmacy, or health food retailer near you, or use the coupon code PRAGER for 20% off at cofixrx.com. I have before me a perfect example of the of the left-wing nature of the mainstream media. This is a headline in on NBC News. Correct? Is that it? NBC News? Uh, let's see. Yep, NBCnews.com. You would think they would have it on the top here. Here is the headline. Boston Children's Hospital warns employees over far-right online harassment campaign. The hospital became the target in recent weeks of activists who made a variety of false claims about medical treatment provided to young transgender people. So I am among those who think that Boston Children's Hospital is warped. I would never send a child there because these people, many of them, not all, there must be saintly people at Boston Children's Hospital. But like many saints, they're, they're also cowards and don't speak up. To look for courage in the medical profession today is the proverbial needle in a haystack. There were, by the way, doctors who were courageous, like the people who came out with the Great Barrington Declaration in, at the end of 2020, that we were just hurting people with lockdowns and, and damaging children. They were courageous, so they exist so, uh, Sean, would you please get, once again, the Boston Children's Hospital own video? I'd like to play it for you again. It's 48 seconds. This is, so this is what this, quote-unquote, I assume they would say, I'm far right. By the way, I, I will give a serious amount of charity if you can find me an NBC News headline that uses the term far left in the last 10 years. Should we make it 20 years? Hmm? You think I think? Look, I give a lot of charity anyway, but... <laughs> so so this is, this is what I did. Okay? I can't speak for other quote-unquote far right online. Well, I'm not... I'm not doing it online, but this is what this conservative did. I played for you their own video. Is she a doctor, the, the woman in the video? It's not, it's not clear. Okay. Anyway, this is the Boston Children's Hospital video. A child will often know that they are transgender from the moment that they have any ability to express themselves. Okay, okay, so let's, let, let, let's begin with that. Do you know how... how, how remarkable a lie that is there are children transgender children know they're transgender from the moment what did she say from the moment what that they can express themselves which is two or three generally speaking so yes i know i'm transgender i mean i uh, i know that she's not claiming they'll use that term but they know it yeah i'm a boy and i know i'm a girl i'm two i'm three this is Boston Children's Hospital. There is no need to attack. There is no. All I need to do is play their own vile, anti-child video. Continue, please. Parents will often tell us this. 
We have parents who tell us that their kids, they knew from the minute they were born practically. Wait, okay. If there is a parent that has told Boston Children's Hospital, my child knew practically from the moment of birth that he was a she or she was a he, these parents should be visited by Child Protective Services. These are very sick parents. I pity that child. And Boston Children's Hospital supports such parents. This is their own video. Continue, please. Practically, and actions like refusing to get a haircut or refusing to get a haircut. Do you hear this? Who didn't refuse? I cried. I remember crying. I don't want a haircut. I thought I was being decapitated. I thought this was a reenactment of Robespierre and, and the French Revolution. Kid doesn't want to get a haircut. Well, uh, by the way, what does that mean? If a boy doesn't want to get a haircut, he wants to grow his hair long like a girl. I, uh, I assume. Is, or, or, or what does it mean? Oh, what what are the others? indelible signs of transgender at three. Go on, Boston children. Standing to urinate. Standing to to urinate. urinate, Right. That's a giveaway. That's that's a giveaway. Girl stands to urinate. She's a boy. She's not just mimicking daddy or mimicking an older brother, right? No. She's a boy. Go ahead, please. Trying on siblings' clothing. Oh, very rare. A rare event in the life of a child. Toys. Things like that. There is more and more a group of adolescents that we are seeing that really are coming to the realization that they might be trans or gender diverse a little bit later on in their life. Hey, Boston so Children's, seen- did you? I got a question. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70 years ago. How come in the history of Boston Children's Hospital this didn't exist for all intents and purposes? That it was so rare as, as to not be. Not just not worth a video, not not even worth commenting on. Could it be because of people like her and Boston Children's Hospital encouraging parents to encourage their child to be a member of the other sex? And this is what NBC News in cahoots with the rest of the anti-child left attacks those of us who attack Boston Children's Hospital. It's been taken over by the sick. I pity kids today. I pity them. What a happier world I grew up in in the United States of America. We'll be back. Rising interest rates, stock volatility, out-of-control inflation. People are concerned about what the future holds financially. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. There's no better time than the present to move a portion of your IRA into precious metals. Gold and silver IRAs are more popular than ever, and dealers are advertising heavily for your business. You should know there's a right and a wrong way to set up your precious metals IRA. Mistakes could cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars in IRS fines. Nick Grover. Man, I completely trust. Owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion has agreed to send you a concise report about how to set up your IRA and how to get the best bang for your buck. Nick and his team will be happy to help you set up your precious metals IRA or review your current account. Call AmFed Coin and Bullion 800-221-7694 for your free IRA report and all your precious metals needs. AmericanFederal.com. That's AmericanFederal.com. 
PragerU.com. Hi, everybody. August is fundraising month for PragerU. We'd like you to donate because we're doing really, really good work. Touching a lot of people, millions of people. And we have a phenomenal organization called Prager Force. 20,000 young people around the world. And sometimes I have them on during August, and I always enjoy that. 22-year-old Cam Higby is in upstate New York. I asked him what the closest city he lives near, the biggest city he lives near, and he said Ottawa, Canada. gives you an idea of how north he is. He grew up there. Cam Higby, 22 years old. Welcome to my show, Cam. Hi, thanks for having me. A pleasure indeed. I, I read you got, let me understand this. It says here that you had over one and a half million followers on TikTok before getting deplatformed. Is that accurate? Yeah, um, I actually had that account, and it was it was first temporarily banned for like three months. Like it would be seven day temporary bans where I can't post. Those would come one after another with no violations in between and no explanation. And then they'd cut right to permanent bans with no explanation. So I would email TikTok's community manager, uh, uh, sorry, community manager, and they would unban me. And that happened. And then I would get banned again. And that happened over sixty times. Sixty. And wait. <laughs> sorry. Wow. wow. I said sixty, and he fell over. <laughs> what? Are you okay, Cam? I'm, I'm seeing him, and you can see him as well, my friends, on uh, at the Salem. News channel. Yes. Sorry, it, my are you still? Just fell. Your camera fell. Okay, don't worry yes. about it. It happens to the best of us. So I don't understand. You can be banned from TikTok, and they give no reason. Yeah, they give. Um, sometimes they will just say that it is a um, community guidelines violation, and sometimes they will they will cite a specific community guideline, um, like hate speech or um, something like that. Um, however, like I've gotten plenty where it's just community guidelines violation and there's no citation, but I've also like become very familiar with their community guidelines and they make specific exceptions for like, um, news content, which is a lot of what I do. And for some reason that exception typically apparently doesn't apply to me, but I usually am not breaking the rules in the first place, uh, evident by the fact that their community manager has unbanned me so many times, but now it's that kind of, um, what's, what's the, the phrase here um no i don't get any response from the community manager anymore as of as of this moment are you banned yes on that account yes and my new account which had four hundred thousand um i I created that after i all right so you you i am sure you suspect the reason and what what do you suspect it is uh because of my beliefs specifically for being a conservative and, um, I guess, not conforming to what they want on TikTok, despite the fact that they don't plainly state it. Do you know what, uh, anything you've said that really triggered them? I mean, did you say, um, for example, that math should not be woke or something controversial like that? I've made a video about that, but really, a lot of times it's it's just random videos that they'll flag and they just go down and then they use that as a citation for, for a ban or they don't give a citation at all and my account will just go down with no violation. And what actually happens is when your account goes down on TikTok, 
when you log back in, there's supposed to be a prompt that gives you the option to appeal that ban. Um, however, when I get banned specifically on that account and I log back in, it says that I've already appealed the ban, but I haven't. So there's no option for me to appeal it and I have to like seek their support. What, what's the it's essence of your possible. message on TikTok? The essence of my message? Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess um, just like, a, 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 I guess, a prioritization of like uh, um, like small government and um, freedom, right? So I, I talk about a, like an array of different issues. Um, I talk about foreign policy and I talk about um, like a, things like abortion and I talk about these like hotly debated social issues like the transgender stuff or the, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, so, yeah. It's a, it's a new America. You wouldn't know this because you're so young. All, all through American history, anything that you have said, I mean, to the best of my knowledge, based on what you just told me, would be would be a non-issue that you would be allowed to say it. This is mm-hmm. this is new in American history. I'm going to come back to you in a moment. Cam Higby is a member of Prager Force and another person bad by the uh, tech companies. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at my pillow found that out around 2006 and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft, but actually work. And that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton, and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. Six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code Prager. Hi, everybody. I'm speaking to a Prager Forest member, 20,000 young people around the world. And he is located in, I want to get the city correct here. Uh, okay, I don't have what I have it on here. I have multiple bios on you, Cam. I just want you to know that St. Lawrence County, New York. So how cold yep. does it? How cold does it get there in the winter? Oh, it's it's terrible. Literally, like it, it gets well below zero, but also we get like several feet of snow some years. So it's it's hmm. it's pretty bad. Winters aren't so. Cold. Actually, for areas like yours, some some degree of climate change toward warmer would be a blessing, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> How'd you discover PragerU? Uh, so I started watching PragerU when I was 16, so it, it was a pretty big part of my, um, I guess, like the development of my ideas. Uh, I don't consume too much content these days. I do more like reading and stuff. But I still watch um, PragerU videos. I got I have you guys on on all my socials and stuff. But but I really started off like watching a lot of like PragerU and Steven Crowder when I was when I was sixteen. So, or, or what prompted you at sixteen to to look for us, or did it just happen? 
your guys your ads <laughs> on YouTube. Yes, exactly. So I, I, would... I want people to need to understand. Forgive me one moment, Cam. People need to understand how much we have to spend to get the attention of young people who would not know of us if we didn't spend that money to publicize. So I want people to understand that's why we could touch young people. Are you uh, are you in an area that is generally conservative? Um, I'm in a red county, but just like, I guess, kind of any place, it's the more rural areas are, right. you, you'll find more um, conservatives. And then in the, in the towns where it's congested, you'll find more liberals. Did you go, were you homeschooled or did you go to public school? I went to public school. And, and the schools in your area, to the best of your knowledge, obviously you're now 22, you're not attending such a school. Are they woke? Um, I don't think that, that our schools really woke. I think that there was a lot of things left out that should have been taught that weren't, that were not. But um, it wasn't really, I didn't really get a good dose of like, I guess, wokeness until I went to college and took like a sociology class where I never heard the end of uh, Palestine and um, other political issues. Right. Well, the relationship between sociology and Palestine is so obvious to, to anyone. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm amazed you even mentioned it. <laughs> if, it if, if it weren't for the, the Palestinians and the transgendered and, uh, uh, and racism, I, I don't know what colleges would be teaching. What college did you attend? Uh, it's a really small state university up here in in my neck right. of the woods. Right, so it's it, SUNY it, I'm sorry. What was it? SUNY Canton. Oh yeah, SUNY is at State University of New York. So yep. even in your area, a small university, people need to understand it doesn't matter. You you could be Northwest North Dakota State, and the teachers have the same views as they as they do at Yale. It it it, it that's that's the tragedy. Were you able to speak up, or, or did you just bear it in silence? Uh, yeah, I, I just bore it in silence. And um, if I could go back, because I'm not the same person right now that I was when I was uh -huh. in college, especially my freshman year, if I could go back, I would absolutely go back and speak up. But at the time, I didn't really know anything about Palestine or the uh, Israel-Palestine uh, conflict right. in general. Oh, wow, it shows really you how something. dominant it was that you keep coming back to that. That's fascinating. Is it also a matter that you're more courageous today? Yeah, I think I think that I've definitely like when I first started making content, I was definitely like really afraid to do it. Um, not only because of um, like fear of judgment from people, but also because of my beliefs, and I know that they. Um, I don't I wouldn't say they're unpopular, but like the the loud people will find them unpopular, you know, and so. Um, I guess I guess that was a part in it, but uh, I think also now the fact that I'm more knowledgeable just in general um, mm -hmm. would have helped me in that situation speak up. Have you met any other Prager Force members? Um, not in person, but I've did I did um, the Prager pairs for a little while, and I um, met somebody through that, um, and I actually got um, I started I had started um, in Prager Force because. I noticed that Will and Amala were getting banned on TikTok, and I had I texted Amala and gave her the email um, that had helped me get unbanned to the community manager. And she, after I gave it to her, she had told me that I should join Prager Force. Nice. 
well, you are a credit to yourself, your family, and uh, to to America. And I, I, I got to tell you, it is it is a joy. I got two quick uh, final questions. One, I don't care what the answer is, and there may not even be an answer. Off the top of your head, do you have a Prager, a favorite PragerU video? A favorite PragerU video. Um. <clears throat> For some reason, the the um, the one on Cesar Chavez sticks out to me a lot. I don't know why. I watched it a long, long, long time ago, but for some reason, it sticks out to me. Um, I also like the one. I think Carol Swain did it on the Three Fifths Compromise. Um, yeah, because those are. I th- I feel that those are topics that a lot of people really don't know. That's like, right. They don't. What's actually going on. And earlier, when I said that, I feel as though there are things that the public schooling didn't teach me mm-hmm. uh, or I didn't get the full context of it. I think the three-fifths compromise is like a perfect example of that. It certainly. They te- not only don't teach it, if they mention it, is it is it's the opposite of what it was intended to do. It was an anti-slavery um, idea and it is portrayed as pro-slavery. I mean, it, so it's a lie. All right, take 20 seconds or so, tell people why it would be a good idea to donate to PragerU? Uh, I think I think you should, I mean, to get more people involved in what's going on uh, in the country and specifically like with this movement. I think, like I said earlier, um, I would just be watching, you know, I don't know, nerd videos or something on, on YouTube. Maybe it's like, um, I don't know, about some movie or something. And I would get an ad before my video that would be about PragerU and it would be something provocative, um, you know, maybe a portion of a five-minute video or something. And it would prompt me to go look at the content and the content was educational. And I learned a lot from watching the videos. Um, so I think that it would definitely be a good idea to donate to PragerU to get more By the way, he doesn't. It, none of these young people know that I'm going to ask them this question. Well done, Cam Higby. I Thank salute you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Go on, go on. Welcome to the Male Female Hour on the Dennis Prager Show. Every Wednesday, the second hour of my program. Today's topic is women dressing provocatively for men and the antipathy to that, the anger about it in progressive circles. So specifically, Victoria's Secret, piece just published in The Atlantic, and it, I, I, won't, I would like to make an overriding comment of how sick the age in which we live is. Children are sexualized and adults are desexualized. If you remember the, the line from the devil in Goethe's famous work, Faust, of destroying everything... Let's see, I think I keep it here. No, I got to keep it in front of me. What is it? Destroy everything that exists? Something to that effect. I've got to get the exact quote. So, in the past, it was okay for adults in various circumstances to have a sexualized aspect of their life. And for 
generations. You had women in swimsuits in the Miss America contest, and now the feminists have said it is uh, you can't sexualize women. This is for, as the Atlantic puts it, men's gaze. They take it for granted that men's gaze is a bad thing. At heart, they're they're just children. I n- I never quite figured out what is wrong with men's gaze. Men's staring in in, in appropriate circumstances uh, is obviously wrong. But women want men's gaze. That's part of the female nature. Gay men want men's gaze too. So it's it's not even a matter of the sexualization of women. It is that men are visually... Uh, I was going to say aroused, but I, I, I'd like to even keep it on a, on, a, on a lower temperature. Interested, how is that? Visually even fascinated. Men want to look and women want to show is a is a fairly basic aspect of male-female relations as it is male-male among gays. So I'm going to read to you excerpts and then have you react. Do you feel that the demise of Victoria's Secret is a good thing? The last ever Victoria's Secret fashion show took place in 2018 before allegations of institutional misogyny surfaced at the underwear chain. But after many of us realized that it was peddling something more insidious than $40 teal lace push-up bras with rhinestone details. The model who opened the event was Taylor Hill, a then 22-year-old from Colorado with the guileless beauty and long limbs of a baby farm animal. Can you imagine if a conservative described a woman as a baby farm animal? This is from a woman writing in the Atlantic. We should go forward, we should push the boundary, Hill said in footage that was projected backstage before she made her entrance dressed in a tiny plaid kilt, thigh-high stiletto boots, and a fuchsia brassiere with feathered fuchsia wings. The imperative, she added, was, quote, to be sexy for ourselves and for who we want to be, not because a man says you have to be, it was never about that in the first place. Unquote. Except with apologies to Hill, it kind of was. And this is what bothers the, the highly educated woman and man that it was that there was any element that was done to dress up because men liked it. As I said, you can have drag queen story hours for five-year-olds men dressed as women in f- dancing and reading in front of five-year-olds. But you can't have women dressed as sexy women in front of men 
as adults. This is the world in which we live. Victoria's Secret, more than any other icon or cultural product, was the brand that defined what sexuality in the late 90s and early 2000s looked like. Raymond's idea, and and it's just speaking about one of the founders, and what is that? I don't know what the man's... Roy Raymond, yeah. It was founded in 1977 by Roy Raymond. Raymond's idea of persuading women to objectify themselves for their own supposed gratification, buying into a version of sexiness that just happened to align perfectly with pleasing men, See, this is what annoys them. You're dressing to please men? You are beneath contempt, woman. This is what your daughters learn and your sons learn. By the way, anything women do for men as men is considered demeaning to women by these people, by the thought makers of our society. And of course the Atlantic, as as woke as it can get, will will publish a piece like this. Think if I wrote a piece, what's so bad if women actually dress up for men on occasion? Can you tell me what's so what's so bad about that? I haven't figured it out. I'm asking you to call in. Do you do you agree this is demeaning to women? That Victoria's Secret, their shows and their stores were demeaned women. I don't get it. Okay? I don't. I don't know why a woman dressing sexy for a man is demeaning to a woman. I haven't figured that out. And... Again, Raymond's idea of persuading women to objectify themselves. Yes, that's correct. And, and, and why is that periodically wrong to objectify yourself? Why? See, they, they throw out these lines because they went to college and didn't learn to think, and I mean that literally, as if the reader is persuaded, which in, in the case of the Atlantic is true. I don't quite understand why you take it for granted that objectifying yourself, and I've discussed this on the male-female hour, lucky is the woman and lucky is the man who in her marriage, she is periodically sexually objectified by him. My, my wish to every couple is may that continue throughout your life. You're a lucky couple, but not to the Atlantic. You're degrading yourself, ma'am. The company made, quote, beauty unattainable. What does that mean, made beauty unattainable? Most women could not look like Victoria's Secret models. That's correct. So what? So what? This is an example. This whole piece in the Atlantic is an example of how feminism has weakened women. A strong woman knows, wow, look at that. She is really sexy. She could say that. And move on with life. I'm going to take your calls in a moment. 
the uh, the attack on Victoria's Secret in the uh, in the Atlantic, and of course the bigger theme: women dressing up provocatively and, God forbid, even objectifying themselves. That's that's the ultimate sin. Much better that they get a PhD in gender studies and learn that there's no such thing as male and female; that it's a continuum. That's a healthy woman. Yes. Not a woman who might dress up to be appealing to men. Oh my God. For the feminist, there is nothing lower than such a woman. Pleasing men, that's what that's what they hate that's what she writes. She hates. The company made beauty unattainable. A particularly stupid comment. That that's that's true in, in every area of life. Sports most men cannot cannot match the the talent or the body of most athletes. Well, every professional arena is a, an arena of the unattainable for the vast majority of us. So what? So what? All, this is what they do constantly at the Atlantic and elsewhere. They throw out lines because all they do is talk to one another, so they assume that everybody reading it just agrees with them. There's no need to make the case for it. That's correct. There is a level of beauty that is unattainable for the vast majority of women. So what? A mature woman knows that and goes and understands, see my video. It's the one I might be proudest of, of the 50 I've done for PragerU. He wants you. That's the name of the, of the video about how men really think with regard to the, the sexuality of, of women. It's called He Wants You, Dennis Prager. Watch it. Take five minutes. But in any event, yes, it's unattainable. So therefore, we should have models. This is the new thing. This is with Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Therefore, models should look like the average woman. But then they're not models. And what's the big deal? That there are women who will feel inferior? Uh, well, then that then we should have nobody excel at anything. Men will feel inferior to CEOs who make more money. Why would we allow that? Because feminism weakens women. That's a column I wrote recently. While confining female sexual exploration to the realm of male fantasy. By the way, part of female sexual exploration is living out male fantasy. Yes, in part, not entirely, but they're sort of complementary. He wants to look, and I, I want him to look at me. Why is that bad? Why, it might lead you to wonder, did so many of us buy what Victoria's Secret was selling? Ah, uh, because... The woke had not yet controlled American life and told women how to think. They had this odd notion that to look sexy wasn't a bad idea. It's a bad idea to the Atlantic. What many women seemed to want was to be whatever they thought men wanted. Hmm. Well, whereas men, men, uh, men don't want what women want. It shouldn't be surprising that against this backdrop of colorful corporate misogyny, 
What does that mean, colorful corporate misogyny? Women were allegedly being abused and mistreated. What does that have to do with the models and the way they dressed? I, 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 I have not followed Victoria's Secrets, uh, secrets as it were, that uh, some women allege, presumably from this article, that they were mistreated. That is completely wrong. It has nothing to do with mistreatment. One, they're not the same thing. Like, but I guess for the feminist it is. It mistreats women when they dress up in a gaze-worthy way. Hmm. Finally, was the show a fantasy? In reviewing its aesthetic uncanniness over the years, its racist imagery... Oh, she finally got it in. Yes, it's racist imagery. Why exactly? See, it's not even explained. For the left, you throw out a charge, and since the only people you talk to agree with you on everything, you don't need to actually make the case. Why is it racist imagery in Victoria's Secret? Were there no black models? I, I, I I literally don't understand what does she mean. It's ritualistic sexification of themes as mundane as stars and Christmas. Oh, my God. It sexified stars and Christmas. Wow. Because they had a Christmas show. Well, at least they called it Christmas. It's, It's more than the Atlantic does around Christmas. I'm sure they have a holiday party, not a Christmas party. It's planet-killing abuse of sequins. Do you, do you understand what that is? Sequins kill the planet? It's like they talk to one another in code. The one constant I can de- identify is the idea that women need to suffer to be deemed desirable. Boy, this is an idiot. Because some of the models said that they would fast and work out tremendously to look the way they did. Don't athletes suffer to be athletes? Don't be an athlete if you don't want to suffer. Hi, everybody, and welcome to or back to the Dennis Prager Show. The uh, I opened up the show telling you that NBC News is talking about far-right extremists who are attacking Boston Children's Hospital. The dishonesty of the report is, is astounding. All, all that uh, at least I have done, I'm not far-right. In fact, I'm basically a liberal. And if you actually take liberal values seriously, you're a conservative. I, I, I would like to ask... Anybody who has heard me over 40 years, I got a letter from a guy, oh yes, I be, I've, be, I've changed dramatically. He used to really like me. 20 years ago, he was a fan. I get this periodically. They were fans 20 years ago, and I've changed. Of course, they never s- cite a single value in which I've changed. It's not the left that's changed. Right. It's not the contempt for America, it, the belief in racial segregation, 
the belief that race tells you a lot about a human being, the belief that America it was founded by essentially evil people, the belief that America has been an unworthy uh, country. Uh, the, I, I, I'm the one who's changed, not they. Uh, and uh, I think that uh, I think that there really are only two sexes and that that renders me a conservative. Okay, fine. I have no problem. Conservatives conserve what is true. So we I, I played for you. I don't know, maybe I'll do it later again. But their own the Boston Children's Hospital own unbelievably, unbelievably deceitful. And an injurious message about what it does with regard to children who claim to be the opposite sex. Do they have an explanation on the left for this massive eruption in especially teenage girls saying they're boys? Has this been suppressed for all of human history and now it's coming out? Another another beautiful thing the left has done to kids so by the way not by the way, new topic I remember hearing and if you don't remember hearing it uh, that then you're not attuned to uh, the alarmists about the existential threat of global warming, climate change to the world and uh, the latest report, one of their biggest reports was that the Great Barrier Reef, that's that I think it's the largest reef in the world. And I've been there, and it's, it's of course, stunning. And the reports over and over, it is, it is being extinguished by global warming. Well, it turns out to be another lie of the left, but... You're allowed to lie on behalf of left-wing values because those values are higher than truth. Climate change is killing the Great Barrier Reef. That was an example uh, of one of the... Uh, in 20, that was as recently as 2017. Yes, here it is. PBS. No, PBS. Oh, there you go. Climate change is killing the Great Barrier Reef. So what if you found out now that that turns out not to be true? Would it change one person's mind who was hysterical about climate change? No, it wouldn't change one because the issue isn't climate change. The issue is changing the world and getting people out of cars and getting, getting people into this fantasy world of wind and sun. That'll do everything, even if there's no sun and no wind. Yes, you can rely on that. So turns out that there is uh, that it's the, the, it's fine, and uh, the uh, so where does this come from? The Australian Institute of Marine Science reports that coral cover on the reef has recovered spectacularly. In two thirds of the reef, coral cover is at its highest level since records began thirty six years ago. The reef, as this report from Spiked has it, the reef is the Lazarus of the natural world, arising from the dead. Hmm. 
So the question is, will will this report appear in the New York Times, Washington Post, or PBS, which announced that the Great Barrier Reef is dying? Isn't that a fair question? What was the date? Climate change is killing the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, 2017. So exactly five years ago. Judy Woodruff. Its health and future are very much in doubt. So what will they do now? Will they will they announce at PBS? Well, it turns out uh, the uh, what was it? What some guy once said: an announcements of my death are premature. Uh, the the announcement of the death of the Great Barrier Reef they premature. Will will you will you hear about that? That that is the fair question. Next item. This is from history. It's reading a Wall Street Journal review of a book about the 900-page book, which I'm actually hoping to read, about the resistance to the Nazis in Europe in World War II, because I'm very interested in, in courage and goodness. That's the reason I want to read it. And it's, a, it's from every review I read, it's a monumental work truly monumental work. So they reviewed the book last week, and I learned something, as much as I know, and I know a lot about Stalin, and I know a lot about communism, that was my field of study, Soviet Union and communism. So during the during the war, World War II, there was a Polish government in exile. It was... It was headquartered in London and then once the tide turned and I will tell you why I'm telling you this after I tell you this once the tide turned during the war let's put it this way during the war Stalin and 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 the communists in Poland and in the Soviet Union they collaborated with the government, the Polish government in exile in fighting the Nazis. When the tide turned and it was clear that the Nazis would lose, listen to this. This even blew my mind, but I knew it was true as soon as I read it. Poland's communist resistance followed a deliberate policy of betraying their non-communist counterparts to the Gestapo. Did you know that? It was a long review, and it was worth it for that one line. Communists gave non-communist anti-Nazis over to the Nazis to be tortured to death. It's very popular on the anti-American left, which is redundant, the left is anti-American, to portray the Soviets as really the, the heroic party in World War II. There's no denying that the Soviets played a, an instrumental role in defeating Hitler. Hitler attacked the Soviet Union, and by getting defeated there, 
at spectacular cost to Russians. They, uh, that helped immensely to defeat Hitler. But as I always point out to people, it was the communists who helped the Nazis attack Poland in the first place. It was the Stalin-Hitler pact. What was it? It was uh, von Ribbentrop and who was the Soviet foreign minister? Uh, Molotov, I believe. I think it was Molotov von Ribbentrop. And they secretly carved up between the Nazis and the Soviets, Poland. They carved Poland up. And then as soon as they knew they were winning, they handed over the anti-Nazi Poles, who were not communists, to the Gestapo. I always think I can't hate communism more, and then I learn more, and then I hate it more. We return. Here's Nancy Pelosi, a, uh, a major theologian, speaking about her religion. How can they vote against the planet? Mother Earth. Mother Earth gets angry from time to time, and uh, this legislation will help us address all of that. Wow. Mother Earth. She gets angry. She gets angry. You don't want to anger Mother Earth. You, You can hurt human beings in the name of Mother Earth, which is what they're doing with this. It's about as bad a a piece of legislation passed in my lifetime. The amount of money going to expand government policing, 87,000 IRS agents. You think just billionaires will hear from them? There aren't enough billionaires or even people with $100 million. That's that's one-tenth of a billion to hear from 87,000 agents. It, it, it is to make a police state. The Democrats are making a police state. If you, if you, I, I said this in 2020, that the lockdowns were a rehearsal for, no, not rehearsal. What did I say? Yeah, dress rehearsal, right? Yeah, dress rehearsal for a police state. Check my column. I was right. And it doesn't bother most Americans bothers a lot of Americans. It bothers more Americans than it bothers Brits or Danes or or others where this is happening, especially Australia, New Zealand. The English-speaking world uh, has become the the most accepting of wokeness. I I don't know why. Maybe because they've had it the best. I don't know the reason, but it is true. All, all this hundreds of billions of the government really just transferring vast sums of money to the to the folks who make green products solar and wind products you know the governor Newsom of California because he wants to run for president has decided he's not going to close down 
what is it, the last nuclear reactor in California? Is that right? The L.A. Times is against that. The L.A. Times is, is so far left that even the, the safest and most productive non-carbon-emitting source of energy is opposed by most environmentalists like the Los Angeles Times editorial page. That proves their, the fanaticism of that movement to be against nuclear power. You would think it's one of the only things left and right could agree on. Let's use nuclear power. France gets 60% of its electricity from nuclear power. But California should get zero, according to a, a truly foolish page, the Los Angeles Times editorial page. I periodically remind you that I wrote regularly for the Los Angeles Times many years ago when they actually would publish diverse opinions. That does not happen in the Los Angeles Times. There are no diverse opinions, essentially. They actually had column right and column left. And I, I often had the column right column. I have zero problem with a column left. But it, please understand that it, the L.A. Times has an agenda, and the agenda is not, is not a healthy one. No nuclear power? Wow. Is there any money in the three-quarters of a trillion-dollar bill that was just passed? I would love to know why Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin signed on. I really would love to know. i got to believe the pressure on them was so incredibly intense. Look, they were heroic in some ways before that. Listen to this from the Daily Mail. Royal Air Force jobs boss quits. Claims, quote, offers to white men are paused to meet diversity targets. Hmm. Job offers to white male recruits of the Royal Air Force have effectively been paused to meet diversity targets defense sources have claimed. Women and ethnic minorities are reportedly being favored in recruitment drives to meet, quote, unquote, impossible targets, which has prompted the head of recruitment at the RAF to resign in protest. Uh, the, The officer is a female. Boy, do I salute her courage. There are very few such people in the armed forces right now. They should all quit. They should have quit as soon as the mandate to get rid of soldiers who didn't get vaccinated was passed. The healthiest people in the country had to get vaccinated with the vaccine that that doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'm not. I, I, I won't even go to the direction of does it hurt people, which it does. It doesn't hurt everybody. It hurts a small minority, but. But it does hurt people, and at certain ages it hurts more than it helps, like young people. But we are decimating ideologically and demographically, by, in other words, by population, the armed forces of the Western world, of the English-speaking world. The greatest force for good on earth, the U.S. military, is being decimated by the left, because the left destroys everything that it touches. 
So this is now in Britain. The DEI out of existence, diversity, equity, inclusion, out of existence. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. We don't know who, and I feel bad, but somebody put some, obviously, media outlet put out a montage of statements in the last two years made by the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Borla. Here's the montage. But there are a lot of indications right now that uh, are telling us that there is uh, uh, a protection against uh, transmission of the disease. There is no variant that we have identified that escapes the protection of our vaccine. Against COVID to come now with a treatment of 90% effectiveness, you know, personally makes me a lot very proud about uh, And we know that um, the, three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a booster. They offer reasonable protection. It is necessary a fourth boost right now. The protection that you're getting from the third, it is good enough, actually quite good for hospitalizations and deaths. It's not that good against infections, but doesn't last very long. (laughs) You realize that anybody who said what he has said most recently was called a conspiracy a thinker, a conspiracy dweller, whatever the term is. <laughs> conspiracy theorist? Thank you. Theorist, yes. Conspiracy theorist. Well, it's, it really doesn't matter how much the press lies to people. They're never held accountable by most of the American people. Neither in what they report or what they don't report. Like, well, as I said earlier, will they report that the Great Barrier Reef is doing fine? After telling you, PBS, I read to you, it's dying. That was their headline five years ago. Will PBS now saying, it's actually thriving? And by the way, if they do, and... I am informed of it, I promise to tell you, and salute them for doing so. So the Royal Air Force, that's the British Air Force, has announced that its goal is that 40% of the Air Force be female by what year? What was the year? Hmm. I think it it said the year in the article. 2030, correct. 2030. That's within eight years. It it should be, let's see, no, no, 30. 30. Sorry. Wants to increase the. Why did I think 40? Wants to increase the number of female recruits in the armed forces to 30 percent. So a third of the air force by 2030 should be female. Oh, here's 40 percent. It wants the ratio of female recruits. That's it. Okay, 40%. I knew there was a 40. I knew I'd read one. So by within eight years, f- almost half of those recruited into the Royal Air Force should be female. So the question is, if that is the case, will they lower standards if necessary to meet that? I'm not saying it's necessary. There are terrific women. But there are probably more terrific men who are applying to the Royal Air Force. 
in, by terrific, I don't mean wonderful human beings, but as, as candidates for any armed force. I have long advocated that if people are serious about there not being any difference uh, in the quality of women police, women firefighters, and women soldiers, and Marines, and sailors, that we establish so that there be no problems of sexual harassment uh, and, uh, and any other type of, of social problem Simply a women's Air Force, a women's Navy, a, a women's Army, women's Marine Corps divisions, not, not even, or, or you do the whole separate service, either way, and, and, and police, and, and that would solve every problem. Because there is, I, ha, I have no doubt, there's a problem of harassment, sexual tension, you know how many, what was the, remember that on the Navy ship, how many of the sail, women's sailors got pregnant? On the ship, I gotta believe it's not easy to find a place to procreate, but it's inevitable. The, the these are fit young people thrown together away from everyone in the middle of the world in an ocean. It it is inevitable that they will have sex, or many of them will, and uh, or the and or there will be sexual harassment, and God forbid rape. You prevent all of that by having separate combat units. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.